Due to the personal nature of the subject and animosity between the guests, the views and opinions expressed in this program are those of Ben Omen and Thaddeus Archer and do not reflect the views or positions of Punk and Pile Drivers and Love Pro Wrestling. This is the Punk and Pile Drivers podcast with your host, Big Bad Boris. Welcome to the Punk and Pile Drivers podcast. My name is Big Bad Boris, and before we get down to business, I just want to take a, a quick second to talk about why the podcast hasn't been around for the past few months. I've been trying to kind of branch out uh, into getting different guests from kind of the independent wrestling world in, in other parts of Canada and the States, and I hit kind of a dry spell. I was having some people who, who would agree and then kind of ghost me, some people I was really excited to talk to that would say, you know, said they would do it, and you know, when we started to talk about dates and times, they just kind of disappeared. And I got a little frustrated, so I decided just to step away for a little bit. But I'm going to try to get back to this and try to do it a little bit more regularly. So I apologize for being gone, but I'm back. And this one is going to be a doozy because uh, I'm joined by a couple of guys who are putting it all on the line at the end of the month at LPW 20. It is going to be uh, the Rads versus Seven, managers versus managers involved in the match and uh, if Thaddeus Archer or Ben Omen come out on the losing end, their managerial career is over. And I'm actually joined by both uh, of the gentlemen. Uh, uh, ben, we'll, we'll start with you. Ben, how the hell are you? I'm doing great, Boris. Thank you so much for having me on here. The pleasure is all mine. And also joined by uh, Thaddeus Archer. Thaddeus, what's going on in your world? Ben, uh, I'm very busy, uh, you know, doing a little bit of training, preparing for said match, but it is always an absolute pleasure to be on the microphone with you. Now, I uh, will try to keep this on the rails as much as possible because I know that there is a lot of bad blood that has led us to to where we are now, but I want to kind of go back and do a little bit of, of historical analysis uh, and, and kind of when you guys kind of first came across and, and became aware of each other. Uh, via alphabetical, only alphabetical, we'll go with Ben first. When did Thaddeus kind of come on your map and what did you think of him when you first came across him? Right. So um, Thaddeus Archer III has been in uh, an iconic uh, manager and personality in the Edmonton wrestling scene for over 10 years. Uh, and, and nobody can take that away from him. Uh, I first got introduced to Thad uh, in about... 2016 or 17 just seeing him on some posters um and when i first went to my uh my first ever rcw event it was uh the rise of legends event in 2018 uh and thaddeus archer was managing i want to say kevin sullivan um in one of the most violent and horrendous matches i've ever seen um but to his credit thaddeus has done some incredible things over his career and He's been a staple that I've been seeing in every show that I've attended. And it's it's no secret that I attend everything that I absolutely can in Edmonton. And I have for the last eight years. So I knew Thaddeus way before I think he ever knew who I was. Thaddeus, the same question kind of turned over to you. When uh, did you kind of come in contact with Ben Ullman? And what were your initial thoughts of this young man? 
Uh, Ben, well, I mean, obviously I keep an eye on uh, the entire wrestling scene here. I don't go to shows and sit with marks in the audience, but I I like to keep an eye and make sure that uh, I, you know, know the uh, over-encompassing everything that is Alberta wrestling, even Canadian wrestling. And uh, I knew of him in Monster Pro Wrestling. I was, you know, look, they have a new referee. And uh, seeing his work, I mean, he's a competent referee, and I finally had a chance to meet him at a pwa show i'm not good with dates and shows but uh he had came to see the show and approached me at uh, intermission sort of looking to get into pwa and i unfortunately you know had to tell him like look i'm i'm not the owner you have to talk to kurt (laughs) okay 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 anyways uh yeah i just said look you know you you have to talk to Kurt. Kurt's the guy to talk to, but you know, I mean, you seem like a sound referee, so hopefully we can get you on board. And then my first chance working with him was at uh, Clandestine Volume Two uh, in, during the pandemic in a warehouse, and uh, I mean, everything was great. I, uh, I I have nothing bad to say about Ben until LPW. Now, Ben, something there made you chuckle a little bit. Uh, would you care to elaborate about that? Yeah, I uh, I don't mean to take your podcast off the rails this quick, Boris, but that's not at all what happened that day. Um, okay, that's not that's not well. He's right where I, I did approach that. Um, I was in a point in my career where I'm trying to branch out and and move forward and move into bigger and better things. And Thaddeus, I thought was somebody that maybe I could like rely on or maybe confide in, be a, be vulnerable with, because you know this industry is uh, very tight knit. And very secretive sometimes. And I went to him in in a place where I thought I could be safe with him and honest with him. And I remember him looking past me. This is at the Northgate Lions Center. And he looks out the door and he looks at me and I said, Thad, like, what do I do? Who should I talk to? And he just looked at me and he smirked. And he shrugged his shoulders and said, you think I have any say here? And before I could even have any conversation with him, he just brushed me off and walked away. He never had any open dialogue about this. He never said anything. And I look at it now and obviously I had no right to ask, ask him of that. That's not how that works, but I didn't know any better. And instead of being maybe a responsible vet and actually going, well, you know, there's a better way to handle this. Just kind of fed me to the wolves. Now, Thaddeus, when you came into PWA and uh, you were, I I liked you for a couple of months and then you until the real thad came out right i, I mean i'm not i i i'm trying to stay kind of impartial <laughs> in this uh before you kind of hooked up with my nemesis andy anderson and and you 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 kind of went the other way explain why that happened i mean is is does a leopard not change his spots why what happened that i apparently treated ben like crap no, I'm not talking about Ben. I'm just talking about in PWA. You 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 kind of went into business for yourself. You became a little bit uh, on the selfish side, and and, mm-hmm. and you went bad on us, Thaddeus. Went authentic I, on you. I, yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna disagree with Ben there. I disagreed with him on many things, but uh, at the end of the day, um, you know, I I look at that point in my career and uh, a year and change prior to that, I was a com- I was a commissioner, general manager of uh, RCW, and I got hired as a commissioner of PWA. But uh, ultimately, you know, that was my foot in the door. But in the end, uh, I know my bread and butter is management, and uh, I you know I saw something in my. 
PWA champion, uh, PWA heavyweight champion, mind you, Michael Allen, Richard Clark. I saw something in him and I, I knew that he was with the glass ceiling that was in PWA and, uh, you know, the, I'll leave it at that. I wanted to make sure and ensure that uh, a person of that caliber, that qual- quality, got a shot at the PWA champion championship. And I mean, he won the PWA championship. And if people don't like my tactics or how I went about it, obviously you haven't been following me for long enough. You know, I make anything happen. That's fair. That is fair. So where did the specific issues between uh, the two of you guys start specifically in LPW? Ben, you came in uh, with the Rads, with uh, Lumberjack Larry Woods, with Rich King, with uh, uh, T.Y. Jackson. Thaddeus, you have become... Excuse me, with Mitch Clark, too? I apologize. Yes, Mitch Clark as well. Uh, Thaddeus, you have been entrenched with Seven, with Jack Pride, with Mars the Specialist, with TJ Cannon. Uh, where did... Was it Was it just as simple as, uh, this is my faction, this is my team, and I'm going to back my team, and, and I, I hate you because you're on the other team? Or does it go a little deeper than that? Because... No, 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 no. Man, the, LPW, I, I really tried to... Um, coming into LPW, I, I felt like this was a uh, a fresh start for me, especially my referee career. And and early into our first few shows, I I ended up with like uh, uh, torn ligaments in one of my ankles from the main event of the uh, second event we had. Um, so I was put on the shelf for two months, and I had a lot of time to think and trying to figure out um, like what I want to achieve in this industry and. A lot of my opinions and feelings lined up with Mitch Clark and Rich King and Larry Woods and T.Y. Jackson. Um, So when we formed our group, Thad was not on the radar. No disrespect to Thad, but he had his own singles clients. He he had Andy Anderson. He had uh, Davey O'Doyle. I'm missing, I think, a couple in there. But he had his own clients, and he was relatively out of the way. Um, And at the time, I had a lot, a, a very different opinion about uh, the fans and the scene and the promotion that I do now. I have a, a new outlook and a very positive outlook towards it now. But back then, <laughs> Thad made this comment to me at one point. We were up sitting in the top balcony of the rec room, and he was doing his Archer Report thing. And he he caught me off guard while I'm trying to think about what's going on tonight. And it was our match against uh, the Clandestine Society and Mike Lau and Richard Clark. Um And he asked me, he's like, well, do you actually think that you're prepared and that you can actually keep up and that your team is, you know, going to fit in and be able to do something of importance in LPW? Hmm. Um, And that was the first time I realized that Thaddeus Archer has no respect. He has no respect for the people who want to work and move forward. And he's a sneaky guy and he's always looking for something to get a volatile reaction out of you. So from there, he had me on kind of high alert. But it wasn't until rumblings of this thing that he was putting together with Pride and TJ, and then all of a sudden Mars was in it. And then by the end of the year, Seven re-debuts. Seven, which I will add, is not the first rendition of Seven Thad, so don't pretend you're taking credit for that. But (laughs) just an honest opinion, no disrespect, but... That's where Thad, I think he either got jealous that there was success in the group or maybe that we were changing our our outlook on wrestling in general and maybe that bothered you because you still wanted to be sneaky and evil and the way that you are. 
so he started playing mind games and I hate to use that as an excuse, but that's what he was doing. You caught at the end of, uh, I believe it was LPW in must have been the blue event. I believe when uh, he caught me off guard during the main events and said one thing leading to another and had pride kicking me down the stairs. So it's kind of hard to recover from being kicked down the stairs, Thad. Thaddeus, you have uh, uh, chuckled in the background. I assume you have a, <laughs> a, a, a retort and answer for this. Oh, I don't have a retort and I don't have an answer. I have a story. Like, let, let's. I, I appreciate that you said that I have no respect because, you know, that was exactly where I was going to go with your question, Boris, as pertains to Mr. Uman. Um, plain and simple, let's revise your history there, Boris. It, seven wasn't a thing until long after the Rads came to be. And, and Ben, to his credit, pointed that out. Uh, seven, you know, is essentially as of this month about a year old, and uh, and nothing had been on the radar with seven. I mean, obviously, in the past with the former group, there were talks, and it's been shown on the Archer report that Pride wanted me to be greed, but you know, I just wasn't quite ready for what he had in store. Nonetheless, I had, you know, going back to PWA, I wanted to get back to managing again. And I had some clients in uh, LPW, but didn't quite work out. And in the meantime, I was on play by play with Boris and I absolutely enjoyed it. I, I loved it. It was great. And during that entire time, I I witnessed the Ben that I met at PWA at the Northgate Lions Senior Center, the Ben that I met at the clandestine volume two tapings and the Ben that I met had changed the game even, um, you know, completely different people. Now Ben was part of this click and uh, he was off in the corner, you know, whispering little things, saying little snide things, little, little heady jab stuff here and there, you know, basically conversing with his little brotherhood of evil doofuses. And, and that's a, that's when I saw a change in Ben, you know, just a, an absolute, uh, yeah, just a disrespect like short of being able to articulate it perfectly is just i started to feel disrespect and not just from him but from his group and uh, i felt like you know there was there was more to something there that there was uh you know something that maybe they were planning towards me or that viewed me as a threat even at the time when i wasn't even a full-time manager i had managed a couple clients in pw or in lpw that never stuck around so i wondered and it seemed odd and at the same time, I noticed all of a sudden he started moving away with his injury to managing and things started to fall into place. And I understood. And so, you know, when, when he approached me and we, we had that talk that he mentioned previously, I, I gave him that statement as a matter of a way of encouragement is do you, do you truly feel that your guys are ready? Do you need to stop and reevaluate before you take on three of the best wrestlers this province just across Canada has ever seen at that point in time, I wanted the rads to get a one up. They continually act like victims. Oh, they were pushed down the card. Oh, we're not getting what we need. In the meantime, Ben's articulating all this for them being his now management. When that wasn't the case, they that just needed to fight for it. They just needed to get out there and fight for it and learn and play the game and change the game in their favor. That I can't agree with that for even one second. I can't let you manipulate and twist the words and, and twist facts about that. You of all people can understand what it's like to be put in a position. And this is not about 
X promotions. This is about placement on the card. This is about perception of the scene, perception of wrestling, perception of reality here. You of all people can understand that when you aren't given a, a platform to present yourself for the star that you can be, for the future that you can show, for the the talent that you you grow to love and cherish, and and friends that would never turn your their back on you when you see them in situations where they can't live up to their full potential, eventually you have to do something about it. Mm-hmm. And I know you've done that before. And I've seen you move in from, I don't even want to say it, but how you broke into the scene. I think of all people, you can understand what it's like to come in as an outsider, as a nobody, have an ability. You have, you're a good manager, Thad. There's no taking that away from you. Your clients have been excellent over the years. But the fact that you try and gloss over that I was not in the same boat that you were like, God damn, man, how can you not see the parallel here? Can't you see why I would want to confide in you? Why I could maybe look up to you and and maybe uh, trust you early in my career when I'm trying to branch out. So you see where the resentment holds a little bit bad of all people. I think you can understand. All right. All right. No, absolutely. No, 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 no. No, I need to say one thing here. Absolutely. And we're 100% on the same page. And we're 100% in the same position. But you know what I didn't do? Cry like a bitch. I didn't cry like a bitch and say I was held down. No, you just got treated like a bitch. Yeah. And you know what? I took my licks. And I I kept coming back. Acting like I didn't. Sometimes you have to be able to outplay the game. You have to be able to look around corners, Thad, and always be this stupid ass walking around these corners, man. And suck up to the promoters. All right, I'm gonna try to to money to, mark. I'm, I'm gonna try to stay on on brand and on format and kind of ease the situation. This is a yeesh. This is a music podcast as well as a professional wrestling podcast. I did have you guys uh, each pick a song quickly. Ben or sorry, Thaddeus, we're gonna go to your song first. You pick a song by the Bloodhound Gang quickly because we're short on time. Give us a quick run on why you pick the song and we're gonna go to it. Uh, I hope you die because you know, really, with uh, the way it's a little that on ben the nose, is, dis- is it not? A little on the nose, but with the way Ben has disrespected me, I <laughs> hope he dies. And then you know what? Just a little <laughs> shout out, shout out to my buddy Michael Allen Richard Clark, my close personal friend, my PWA heavyweight champion. We're big Bloodhound Gang. All right, this Roll is it. this is uh, the Bloodhound Gang. This is I hope you die. The first pick from Thaddeus Archer on the Punk and Fatherless Podcast. And we can forget the newly 
the bloodhound gang it is the pick from uh fatty Sarger. the track is i hope you die um i don't really know where to go with this i want to talk about the actual mechanics of 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 the fighting you guys are with all due respect and i am in the same boat we are not uh trained professional wrestlers not trained professional athletes is there any trepidation to stepping in the ring and actually doing battle or is this so such a serious issue to you guys that you're willing to put yourselves in harm's way to, to do what you think is right. <clears throat> whatever it takes. Whatever honestly, it whatever takes. It, whatever it takes. Uh, honestly, I, I just, I'm done with this. This has lasted long enough. I am just fully done with this. And I'm no stranger to matches. Uh, I, like you said, I'm in no way a wrestler. I'm no stranger getting thrown into matches like I did with Dr. Kyoto last year in LPW in the same kind of match. So whatever it takes, I will I will put my body on the line to make sure that Ben Oman is no longer the Rad's manager. And do you have the full buy-in from your seven team members in TJ Cannon and Mars the Specialist? They know how important this is to your future. Oh, yes. They know how important it is and that pride is instilled in them how important it is. He actually just gave us a a good talking to yesterday via Skype. Now, Ben, I'm going to flip that right back to you. This is a a serious enough an issue and and worth the risk of of personal injury to get this done. Absolutely, it is. I... I'm a firm believer, and uh, you, you can ask anybody who's talked to me about wrestling, I will say this, that I truly do not believe that, that people, individuals who are untrained should ever be in the ring. So step one, I should not be wrestling Thaddeus Archer III, just to be clear. 
That man is untrained. He is unsafe. He is. He will do anything to win his matches. And I've seen more than one of his matches. I know what he's about. But I will say that I, unlike Thad, will actually put in the work, have been putting in the work, show up to training, show up to weightlifting. I actually want to win this because unlike Thad, I've only scratched the surface of what I'm capable of doing with the Rads as a manager. It's, it's one thing to do what we've done in one year. All the accolades and accomplishments in LPW and beyond, the things that we've been able to do. And I assume, but, oh, sorry. Continue. No, go ahead. No, no. Yes, yes, Boris. Uh, I assume you also have the buy-in from Rich King and TY about how important this is to you, and you guys are all on the same page as well. 100%. All of us. Larry as well. Man, do you know that of, I have been able to rely on my boys for literally anything for the last two years. And I mean anything. They will drop anything at the drop of a dime. They'll be at my house to help me. I have, I've, Mitch has been training me some special moves. Larry has been training me some of his special moves. Rich takes me to the gym. TY motivates me. TY inspires me. My team is fully behind me. And there's genuinely no doubt in the Rads that we will win. And if it all goes right, I'm going to stretch that to death. Now, you mentioned uh, the training. Is there anything? Well, there obviously is something. But what? Uh, I don't know if you want to divulge too much to the, to the other but uh, what have you guys been doing to like yourselves to specifically prepare for this? Because there's been a, a very, very, very few times that I have stepped in the ring and boy, like it, it, it's, you can't be ready for it. It just whips your ass. Uh, I, well, am not, I, will I say... am not an athlete and uh, it shows. No, but I saw your match with Andy Anderson and you did great. Um, oh. Now it, for my training, um, TY has been generous enough to take time out of his busy schedule uh, after hours to book the clandestine wrestling society school for me to go in and train. Um, unlike that, I work everywhere. So after shows are done or before shows are over, I get the opportunity to get in the ring with the boys and they get to show me a couple things. They get to show me how to move like they do and the things I should be looking for and, and looking around corners. I keep bringing that up. So I'm, I'm more than confident. I, I am willing to guarantee it. I literally have to guarantee my manager career on this, that I'm going to beat Thad. Thaddeus, training regiment or preparation or otherwise? Uh, well, you see, I, I don't need to, I don't need to tell the world that I've gone to clandestine the train. I mean, I was just there last night putting dents in Wiley veteran Jared Rogers head. Um, I don't need to announce that. Uh, I've been doing this long enough. I, I mean, Obviously, uh, I've been doing my DDP yoga, my close personal friend DDP, doing DDP yoga, making sure that I'm limber and ready to go. I've been a client. So there he goes, name dropping. Check that out. I, of course. Like counter, I mean, counterproductive. I'm not going to tell fight. everybody about what I'm doing, but here's this guy that I'm hanging out with. Hey, DDP is awesome, man. Nonetheless, oh, no nonetheless, training a clandestine, yoga, preparing myself. And at the same time, I mean, I got this. I'm not concerned about it. Uh, Pride and I have had lots of talks. It's it's at the end of the day, everybody thinks pro wrestling is about uh, might and fight and strength and what you can do. But if you're smart enough, you can come out come out on top anytime. Now you've you've Thaddeus, you've said over the course of this, I've noticed a couple of times your your lengthy career, like you're almost kind of throwing that in the face of, of Ben. Do you, I'm getting a vibe that you all, that, do you feel like he doesn't deserve to be here? He doesn't deserve to be in this spot. <laughs> Am I well, no. seeing something that's not there? Yeah, well, I mean, a little bit, but I think you're picking up on what I spoke about before, and that's a matter of respect, is that uh, 
I mean, I just feel absolutely disrespected. I don't feel acknowledged. I felt acknowledged at one point in time with Ben, but as soon as he found his little click, his 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 boys, his uh, his friendship, pro wrestling, not pro wrestling business, he decided that Thad really meant nothing, and that uh, if anything, he was going to whisper around my back or say something nice like Thad's iconic, and then stab me in the back. So yeah, I absolutely do do feel like, and I have been you know, maybe subconsciously driving the point across home that I don't feel like he respects me for what I do. He may say I'm iconic, but he's a snake. He's, and that's his thing. He's a politicker. I, I don't need to kiss anybody's butt, but you know, he's going to bring you in with one arm and stab you with the other. I think there's a little pot in the kettle in that, but that's none of my God. And i uh, quickly, Ben, we're going to go to your track. Uh, you picked a song by the almighty SNFU. Uh, give us a little bit of insight really quickly about the song, uh, the name of it, and why you picked it. Not only is it one of the uh, most iconic uh, punk bands in all of Canada, SNFU, uh, I think this is their top track. Uh, and I just want Thad to listen to this maybe, um, especially the day of the show, maybe right before our match. I just want you to think every time that you hear this song, you associate it with me stretching your ass to death. It's a this, painful reminder, you motherfucker. This, this track is called Painful Reminder from the Mighty SNFU. It is Ben Omen's pick uh, on the Punk and Podrivers podcast.
is SNFU. Painful reminder, the pick uh, of Ben Omen on the Punk and Prowlers podcast. Uh, one really quick thing that I want to talk about, and this might be uncomfortable just because it, it's really like, it's a painful reminder, uh, no pun intended, but what, what happens, what are the plans for the future if you lose? I know you don't want to think about that, but it's 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 very possible. Someone's got to walk out of here a loser. There is no plan for after this because I I truly believe that there doesn't need to be. I have enough faith in the rats, in my abilities, in my knowledge of the industry. I will not be losing to Thaddeus Archer. The fans know it. The boys know it. And that's all that really matters to me is that my friends, the rats, know it. So I'm not really concerned of losing at all. Hypothetically, maybe this goes well enough, I start wrestling. Interesting. Thaddeus, I mean, should you come out on the losing end? What does the future hold? You know, I, I'm sorry. I, one more quick aside. But, like, what is – and this is why I can't trust Ben, and this is why I don't think he respects me whatsoever. Like, what is he? Is he, is he a, a manager? Is he a ref? Is he a wrestler? Like, you're throwing Canadian destroyers like he's talking about me. Is he a booker? Like, what, what exactly is – it just drives me nuts. The man can't decide exactly what he is. And here he is, you know, Sad, this is the problem is you are clearly by the way you're talking. And I brought this up when we first addressed our issues. I think you're jealous of me, Thad. Think about how much you have done in 12 years, or if you want to go 23, including your backyard years, what have you done? What have you done? Where have you gone? What, who have you worked with? And, and this is not meant to be a clout chasing thing, but of significance, what has Thaddeus Archer done? What mind-blowing thing has Thaddeus Archer done? Era of Archer, pretty sick. Never played out, did it? Seven, great. What happens when you lose, Thad? Think about it. Of After all the bridges you have burned in this industry, I can't think of a single place you can go work. So realistically, when this match is over and I've stretched you into submission, I've actually stretched you into retirement, haven't I? Because where are you going to go, Thad? You can't go back to the backyard. You can't go anywhere else. I know that for a fact. I love that. I was waiting for it. It took you long enough to bring up the backyard thing. The funny thing is, is that you knock on me for that. And, uh, and I got, I got a lot of flack for that when I joined pro wrestling, but you, when you really think about it, I was, I had a person come to my, one of my shows in a company I built that, yeah, may have been backyard in a bar, but I had someone come out there and scout me and hire me for RCW. And then I have fought tooth and nail with a target on my back in this, entire business since the moment i entered it i don't there is no after this if i lose plain and simple yeah you know what maybe you're right maybe i do retire yeah people follow me on social media they've seen my musings as of late actually thinking and you know maybe i'm thinking of my long career like boris mentioned maybe i am pondering on my legacy on everything altogether so at the end of the day i really have everything to lose here absolutely everything you make a great point ben but that's when i do best when i have everything to lose when literally everybody is against me i'm gonna come out on top and that's how i've always done fundamentally you look at 
this the wrong way, Thad. I know what it's like to think that way. And I'm not trying to, to, to big league you here, but I know what it's like to think that way, where you feel like you have to cheat and you have to lie and you have to manipulate and snake and heat seek to get what you want because I lived it, Thad. I lived it. And you know why? Honestly, because I've seen you do it and I've seen you be successful. And I thought that worked until it didn't, until Hot Red Summer was over and we lost the titles everywhere everywhere i'm saying that every fucking where and it's haunting when i think of you and i see you still doing this backstage setting a horrible example for the new people who come through this industry who come through lpw who look to you for advice how you've manipulated not only tj but also mars mars is a good person before you found him that you look pride, at this man. industry that's all, that's all pride this is pride's baby seven you pride. are just You see, that's classic fad hiding behind somebody else. It was this guy. It was him. It was Andy. It was Bobby. It was Mike Lowe and Richard Clark. It was Squig. No, fad, it's you. You're the problem. You are the problem, and everybody knows it. All right, now, quickly, um, before I let you guys go, uh, this has the potential to be a very, very big night for your respective factions or respective teams. Uh, Ben, you have the opportunity, as, of course, we're talking about, to rid... Uh, potentially the professional wrestling industry of Thaddeus Archer, but also your your homie, your teammate, your lumberjack has the opportunity to become the LPW Grand Champion. Uh, Thaddeus, you have the opportunity to rid uh, LPW, uh, and again, potentially the professional wrestling industry in Canada, uh, of Ben Omen, and Jack Pride has another opportunity to cement himself as the uh, Scramble Champion. Scramble Goat. You'll be the Scramble Greatest of All Time champion, by the way. Scramble uh, only champion of all time, bud. Yeah, exactly. He's always going to hold it. So nonetheless, uh-huh. um, <laughs> it, it, I, I really hope Larry wins. I, I'm going to be honest here. I, I, I have nothing. I mean, the, the Rads have come a long way. Uh, I, I'm glad, you know, you're really falling in that court-mandated ma- baby face turn there, Ben. But we know Rich and we know some of the guys and how they really are. But I hope Larry wins because I'm going to get rid of you. Pride's going to win and keep and retain his Scott Ramble championship. And Larry and his long history with Jack Pride is next on our radar. So really, I'm very, very, very excited for the 27th. Ben, big opportunity for you guys to have a big, big night. It absolutely is. It's arguably the biggest night in rads in modern rads history not only do i put my career as a manager on the line at lpw but larry has the biggest match of his career in his first i believe heavyweight title match sorry grand title match we'll call it for this sake but you know top of the promotion championship match uh that he's had since 2018 i want to say 17 Larry admittedly has been really screwing up some stuff in the last few months. And, um, <laughs> and, and it, and it breaks my heart to see how it is these losses and how these setbacks have affected him. But I, I truly believe, and I mean it with all of my heart that lumberjack Larry is going to win the LPW grand championship. And we will see a new invigorated lumberjack Larry Woods. Somebody that we haven't seen for years. The true Lumberjack, the one that I know, the one that he is capable of being. When he gets that championship, when he defeats Zoe Sager, 
and he raises that title up in the room. I want Thad to see that because I want Thad to see that's what a friend winning the effect it has on the room, the effect it has on a person, what true friends is for. And I don't think Thad's ever really had close friends in this industry. So this is all going down on Friday night, October the 27th, right here at Edmonton, Alberta, Canada at the Rec Room. If you don't have your tickets, you need to move your booty because they are going fast. I believe we will sell out before doors, but don't quote me on that. If you cannot be there live, you can join us live and free on Twitch, twitch.tv slash I will be there to, to uh, call all the action. I want to thank both of you gentlemen for joining me. Uh, and for being mostly civil, I wish you both luck. And uh, I've got the best seat in the house for this. And I'm actually really, really nervous for both of you. I, I this, this is going to be something. Uh, we are going to go. I was trying to pick what song I wanted to go out to. There's been a ton of new music. Hey, that's hey Boris, out. Boris. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry to interrupt, but I'm really excited to watch both Larry and Ben choke. Well, I mean, good one, good one, good one. I'm gonna watch them choke. I'm gonna watch them choke. How does it feel? I can't wait to watch you stretch. I am going to abdominal stretch you until you literally can't breathe. That I sure. can't wait. I'm looking forward to the moment where you actually submit in my arms like a little <laughs> bitch. I will die. And then I'm gonna send you to the backyard. You I'm this. gonna send you to the backyard, and you can stay there for the next 20, 30 years, or you can no, no, move no. away like you keep talking about. You can eat shit, Thad. I hope you, you die. I'm gonna stretch you to media. death. I'm gonna watch TY's gonna swanton you. Richie's gonna falcon arrow you, and we're gonna send you back to the undercard, baby. Thaddeus Archer, the arch report is mid, bud. Look at the numbers that we're putting on. Coming from the guys that are from the undercard. Oh, we're so held down. You know what? I'm sick of you, Ben. Screw You're you. A... I'm coming shit, for you, October 27th. I don't give a shit. Shut your mouth. Boris, thank you, but friendship boy, you're going down. I'm out. Archer out. Spoken like a true backyard and a politician, man. I tell you what, Thaddeus Archer, your ass is mine, baby. I, I, I think he left. All right. I think Ben, ben left too. Okay. Uh, oh, wow. I mean, I thought that's kind of how that was going to go down. Um, you're going to want to be there or be on Twitch to see this. There is a lot. This is personal, way more personal than I thought it was. Uh, there's a lot of, of, of bad blood from even before Love Pro Wrestling started that I wasn't aware of. Um, this is going to be a huge part of an already amazing show. Um, we are going to go out to uh, a band called Urethane. I tried to, I went through a ton of new music came out over the past couple of months that we've been gone. Uh, and I picked a band called Urethane because a, I really dig this song is called dog ears and B I'm going to go see them on Saturday. So I'm pretty excited about that. The track is called dog ears. The band is Urethane. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Thaddeus and Ben, wherever you guys have ended up in the internet ether. Uh, I'm hoping to do more of these more regularly and uh, thank you guys for listening. We will see you guys all on the 27th. Have a great day and uh, we'll see you next time.